Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You've heard us talk about them. They're in, and they're on the website. Absolutely. Our brand new America's Diesel podcast, branded bills, badass, flex fit, performance material, sweat res- sweat stain resistant. It it literally feels like it cools your head. Like I don't know amazing. how it's possible. I don't somehow know. it is. Yeah, you can rock it. You know, I'm more of a flat bill kind of guy. You can do that. You can curve it. For all you taco holder guys, you can even throw that in there. Yeah. And then snap back with a little bit of the flex fit. Yeah. Big head approved, small head approved. And it's extremely comfortable. I almost guarantee, you know, I say almost guarantee. No, I guarantee this is the most comfortable hat you will ever wear. And the logo, rubber. Awesome. Yeah. Came out great. Super detailed rubber on there, so it's never going to fade on you. If you want to get one of these in your hands, they are $50 shipped to the lower 48 plus tax, if applicable in your state. Uh, just go on the dieselpoprox.com, search hat, look for the fantastic Jam and Eagle logo, and pick yourself up some before they're out of stock. Yeah. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesman. Just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. What's up, Ben? I saw it. Be warm? <laughs> it's I'm like 99.9% toasty right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hot. It's hot. Hot. Yeah. It's gone up. It started at 62. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. fantastic. Perfect. 99. Just for 99. a ride home. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's hot as hell in here. Yeah. Sweat lodge. It is a sweat <laughs> lodge. Sweat it's kind of like, it's. what sucks is we, uh, this is for your guys' listening pleasure. Yeah. We have no fan. We have a fan. I brought my fan from my office that rocks. But I can't run it because it's too loud. Yeah, we have a swamp cooler. Yeah, over have, here, over to my right, we have a swamp cooler that cools this room easily by ten degrees within like five minutes. Yeah, can't run it. Can't run it. We got because a fan it's too loud for over you, by Tyler. Yeah, turn it on. Oh yeah. 
that's that's top level. And our mics pick it up now. It's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> this is for you guys. For we're, you guys. We're, we're over here sweating it out for you. The only thing we have to help ourselves is ice cold barley juice. And these fantastic sweat wicking hats. Sweat wicking. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. My head is so comfortable, even though I'm scorching hot. Yeah, I'm I'm sweating like a like a whore in church over here. But I'll tell you what, my head's comfortable. My head's comfortable as hell. Yeah, damn. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time. They have C10 in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons, and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates, it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. Yeah, <laughs> let's get this intro out of the way. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. This has been in time for America's Diesel Podcast coming at you from the 69th Circle of Hell, a.k.a. Spokane, because it's hot as hell. Satan's asshole. Satan's asshole. It's hot. It's a hot one. Uh, you can find us on all your normal podcast avenues, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere that you know listen to podcasts. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can also find us on these social medias, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We do go live on our Instagram every Wednesday between 445, 5-ish. Uh, we film episodes every Wednesday. We usually film two. So in between those two, uh, we hop on our Instagram live and have a beer with the boys, talk about other kind of stuff. We actually, we the, the live we just got off of just now, we hashed a very elaborate scheme. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you guys, but if it works, it's going to be epic. And if you want to be part of that <laughs> conversation, you got to get on the live because I do not save them. And I do not post them because they are candid as hell. Yeah. If you think this podcast is candid, get on the live. Uh, you can find us on there on Instagram by searching, you guessed it, America's Diesel podcast and just so you know that page is run by me you're not going to get spammed we don't do ads on there anything that gets posted is basically from my fingertips so don't worry it's a fun page to follow Tyler reviews oh yeah let's keep those reviews coming in hot hot and spicy I like the funny ones those are always good they make mm -hmm. give me a chuckle mm -hmm. when I see a new one that's funny uh, but keep those reviews coming on uh, coming on in on any of the platforms that you listen to a podcast on screenshot that review and send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com and we will send you a awesome freaking dope sticker that looks just like the logo on our badass brand new hats our background and our cups which keep our barley juice nice and fresh and cold yes 
Uh, lastly, if you need diesel parts for your pickup, make sure and check out dieselproppox.com. We've got everything you may need. If you're looking for something and you want to know if it's in stock, look for that quick ship logo. If it's there, do not fear. It's verified in stock, ready to rock. Click the button, make it happen. If you have any questions, make sure and reach out to one of our diesel technicians. They're on the phones 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, and they will answer any sort of questions you have. If you're a podcast listener, which you are right now, tell them. Receive absolutely nothing. Except, I, I will say, I am going to say this right now. If, because I, 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 we're going to deviate from the intro here. So if you if you skipped a whole bunch of the intro, which I understand why you guys do, no. tune back in. Ah, come back in. Okay, yeah, hopefully you didn't skip that part. Um, <laughs> because I, I, I am in a lot of chats in our intercompany chat. Yeah. Um, when issues arise or certain orders, I, sometimes I look at them. Because I'm not saying that I know a lot of people, but I know a lot of people. I know a lot of names. And if they're people maybe I've dealt with in the past yeah. or a podcast listener, I will pay special attention. If, if an issue comes up with an order, whether it's like delayed shipping, question needs to be asked or something like that. Um, and it's a person who has put podcast on their order yeah. or they have ordered in the past and they put podcast on there. I jump in. Yeah, like I, I, I well, come in like fist blazing, like let's get this shit fixed right now. Well, we want, we want to be your go-to diesel store. We want to be your go-to place for diesel advice even if you even if you don't even have a plan to buy something right away but if you call us for advice we want to be that person mm -hmm. like that that's what we want to be there for uh especially with the podcast too like that's what that's the whole point of the podcast is we want to share information with you guys share advice share um you know our own experience with you guys um so it just uh it, it, it's something that that uh that just helps us out whether you i mean place an order for a five dollar part or a five hundred dollar part doesn't freaking mm -hmm. matter yeah so we greatly appreciate that and uh if you're a podcast listener which you are now and you're talking to a sales tech let them know that you're a podcast listener and uh receive nothing monetarily but know that if something happens i give those orders Knowing your extra heart and your soul attention. that we took care of it yeah totally yeah <laughs> all right let's get this episode all right i'm actually road. i'm actually excited about this because this yes. is something that i've been looking into um, ever since that, ever since this has kind of come up, yeah. and it's hydrogen power. Okay, a lot of companies with you know, especially with this, uh, you know, this administration that's running the country right now, uh, you know, they they keep on saying that because of all the high fuel prices right now, it's a perfect time to, for people to switch to EVs. Okay, electric vehicles. I think that's complete bullshit. I don't like electric vehicles. Um, I think they have their place for people in cities that do very short commutes, that don't drive far, but for people that actually use their truck for what a truck is used for, for, for guys, guys like us. Guys like us that tow stuff, that go have fun on the weekends, that use their truck as a truck. An EV is not the answer. It's not. They don't have the range. They, first of all, they, well, first of all, they don't have the range. Second of all, there's no sound, okay? <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I I, I I I could say it cleaner, but I I just honestly in my heart and my soul I, I truly feel that because I am an internal combustion person. Mm -hmm. I love the sound of an engine. Um, that's what gets me going. I, I I you know I never grew up with any anything electric, so it's all been gas powered. You know internal combustion engines. That, that that's what's got me going. So I I am a you know diehard you know internal combustion engine guy. So. Uh, you know, with like I said, with this administration trying to push electric vehicles on people, um, I think that's wrong and I think that's stupid. I think there's other 
uh, options and 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 uh, solutions to this what it, you know whatever problem they want to you know put in front of our faces which i don't even think that the the, the you know the diesel or even gasoline engines as a whole are even contributing that much to quote unquote global warming whatever the hell they want to say mm-hmm. um you know be, just because of the fact that if, if if this country went completely electric you still have other countries out there that don't give a shit uh, so it, it's completely pointless. So and they're they're already producing way bigger footprint than uh, we are currently. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah. I think the whole thing is is kind of bullshit. Um, so Cummins, um, it, it, Cummins has really been, I think, pretty much the only manufacturer that, has, that like publicly came out and and kind of told them what they're doing with hydrogen. And I think hydrogen is is, is a cool alternative mm-hmm. as far as a fuel. I think it's been something that a lot of manufacturers have maybe at least put on the table and talked about but it never really gets past the uh, i'm sure there's a technical term for it as far as like when you're brainstorming and stuff like that yeah but in my opinion it just it never really gets past the the think tank you know they, they start crunching numbers but they never or they might make one prototype or they might make one small scale prototype but it never gets anywhere past they never go public with it yeah well there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are that are that are making um hydrogen generators or like hydrogen injection very similar to like water methanol mm-hmm. and just so if, if i mean if there's people out there that don't know what hydrogen is i'm going to give you my very limited knowledge on what hydrogen <laughs> hydrogen is it's, it's basically uh what would you say the electrolysis of like water like the mm-hmm. uh, or the electrification yeah. of water is h2o two right. hydrogen one oxygen yes you're Using. separating the hydrogen molecules out of the oxygen module mo- mo- uh molecules and creating a hydrogen gas, which is highly flammable, mm-hmm. that is burned as a supplement for a diesel engine or their it, lightest element. Look at that. It's it's hydrogen. It's H. It's just <laughs> but it, um, it, there there are companies like Cummins that are trying to create hydrogen powered engines, mm-hmm. and it burns extremely clean. Yeah. Like what is the byproduct of hydrogen? What is what did we say that was oxygen? oxygen. Like out of the tailpipe. What? I mean, as, well, as far after as hydrogen is burned, like what is the like you know you know with diesel there's like sulfur there's like you know hydrocarbons. It, if they're if they're only burning oxygen, I'm sorry, if they're only burning hydrogen. It should just be water. Oh, water, exactly. So water coming out of your tailpipe, okay, and it's highly flammable. So I think this is something that is a an answer to mm-hmm. you know the the electric vehicle whatever you want to call them those those mm-hmm. people like I, I think that's the way of the future and Cummins does too and they just released an article which um, we're looking at uh, which I found on Diesel Army uh, shout out to Artie yeah what's up Artie um, by the way Artie I truly appreciate your Facebook updates yeah. um, I'm really stoked to see you out there racing absolutely I just took a big drink sorry I didn't swallow all the way <laughs> but yeah so Cummins doing hydrogen stuff the I read through this entire article, and the thing that intrigued me the most is it kind of sounded like it was could be in the future, and they're talking like for the six seven platform, mm-hmm. like by twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's uh, six months away, guys. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is pretty epic. Yeah, and they're and they're the horsepower numbers they're putting out there is actually pretty res- respectable. Five hundred. 500,000 foot pounds of torque, which I know they're already close to that. They're four seventy on the high output. Is it four? Not 474. It was 370 and 420 on the high output Cummins on the new ones. I can't and remember. And 1,000 foot pounds of torque. 
they're aiming for 500 horsepower and a thousand foot pound of torque on the newer engines which is pretty which is pretty awesome um but the way that they kind of framed this article and like, what i got out from it it was like almost like they're they could make like a retrofit kit oh, for wait. earlier six seven stop right there Corey. go back so it says for the zero carbon since the company has achieved power torque targets over 800 foot pounds of torque and 290 horsepower from the medium duty engine six so, seven so they've already they've already gotten that yeah they've already achieved that which my truck right now is 370 horsepower and 850 foot pounds of torque yeah just so you guys know a a stock 7.3 is basically like two like a super duty yeah. 7.3 is, was like 250 crank and like 525 torque yeah so they're already making a 6.7 and I know it's nothing to like write home about making more power in a seven three. I get that. Okay, stock. Well, especially with shit. you know in comparison to the new six sevens and L five Ps. We're talking about an, an, a totally new alternative fuel source. Yeah. Already making you know they they've basically updated to the point of power of the early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. But tor torques through the roof though. Torques through the roof. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So. Is this going to be something that we see in like a twenty twenty four, Ram? a hydrogen powered truck and so i watched i watched this video that's on this article then i also went on youtube and i i uh uh just searched like how to make a hydrogen gen generator is mm -hmm. what they call it um basically the fuel is like distilled water with mm -hmm. a um what was that freaking chemical we were mm -hmm. talking about so, i thought it was sodium bicarbonate yeah, it's basically uh, like a like a, a drain cleaner type of yeah. type of chemical that is used. It is a caustic chemical. You do not need a lot of it, though. Right. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. Need but it. could you imagine that? that catalyst, like basically. filling your truck up with like a garden hose at your house? Well, no, they they still say you have to have distilled sure. water. Sure. Yeah. Essentially a garden. Hose. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, but um, even then, the 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 so. Well, you, you talk you talk more about the hydrogen power stuff because I started looking at I started looking at a different sector of hydrogen stuff. No, go you, you oh. go. So yeah. Tyler was more looking into like hydrogen power, and then I yeah. started getting more into supplemental supplemental hydrogen power on diesel engines. Um, and what I found was a lot of interesting stuff, and mostly the fact that because the, the questions that me and Tyler raised is all of the the things you maybe guys may be thinking about like what does that do to an engine what does that do to the oil what does that do to the valves what does that screw anything else up and it turns out um it basically anything you could think of that could possibly be negative it makes positive yeah. um so introducing hydrogen and th the one thing i will say that was always um all the tests that they did were on a uh dt 530 okay basically so, the, the, a big huey engine yeah right and the I don't know how much hydrogen they were putting into the intake. They basically had it put into the intake tract after the air filter before the turbo, much like you do with water math. Yeah. Um, or like if you were like ghetto fog nitrous or something. Like that. Right. Um, so I, I don't know how they rate how much hydrogen goes in. That's one of the questions I had. But aside from that, when you start looking at what hydrogen does when it's mixed with diesel fuel in a combustion you know, uh, combustion scenario there, it burns 10 times faster and more complete than diesel fuel alone. Yeah. So when you introduce that component into 
a diesel fuel combustion uh, cycle or scenario, it's going to make diesel fuel burn faster and burn more complete and burn cleaner. Hmm. Which is basically kind of like water methanol. Water methanol, water cools, mm-hmm. and the methanol is like, is well, I guess that's different. I guess that's different. I think you would need to, to get the benefits of, of water meth compared to hydrogen. I think you would need a lot of water meth to do that. Yeah, well, it's a totally different fuel, yeah. methanol, with water. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Hmm. Keep in mind, guys, me and Tyler are not scientists. Yeah, we're not scientists and, and we, at all. we truly, we, <laughs> we kind of read this stuff as it comes out, and then we get really sunk into it, and then we try and yeah. regurgitate that to you guys, because yeah. we're, we're learning <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, the, but what, what the main thing that I was curious about, and I know if you scroll down, Corey, the picture of that engine still has like an EGR cooler mm-hmm. and an EGR valve and stuff like that, but if hydrogen burns that clean and the only byproduct is water... Is EGR even needed? Is SCR needed? I wonder if that's a something to capture moisture. I wonder if that's not even actually an EGR. Maybe not, but it looks like there's an EGR valve hanging off the back. I see the solenoid for it, and then I see yeah. the tube that goes directly to the EGR cooler. Off the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. But now. but but regardless, that is way cleaner than diesel fuel, which makes soot makes those hydrocarbons makes mm-hmm. that black shit yeah. <laughs> that is built so worried up about. that ever that clogs up EGR coolers that clogs up EGR valves that clogs up mm-hmm. intake manifolds so if it is a pure hydrogen powered engine is there is there a need like to me when i think of okay when we look up when we look up what is the byproduct of, of burning hydrogen into water like to me that's like okay there's no need for EGR then at that point does that mean when your exhaust gets hot enough, like over 212 degrees, that basically you're producing steam? Like a steam engine. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we, we looked up. You can, buy on, uh, you can buy on Amazon a hydrogen injection kit mm-hmm. for like 300 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And, and then <laughs> instilled the, uh, where are we going to find a car? We need something to dick around on. We we seriously do. I would honestly, I would like a little diesel engine and like an old like because they um, like Mitsubishi trucks. You can get that old Mitsubishi trucks. You can get a little mm-hmm. diesel engine in there. Something with a diesel engine to play with. That'd be so fun. I'd I'd also appreciate if the diesel engine was a uh, a dirty one. Yeah. To see how much it cleans up. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I, I I do think this is going to be the wave of the future. And again, like what I was talking about with this, if you scroll down in the article, there they talk about basically from the head gasket down is essentially the same engine. So basically, uh, the short block is the same. Mm-hmm. Everything that is is changed is in the head. So it, it, it to me it they kind of make it sound like it could be like a retrofit kit for earlier trucks that didn't have like my truck let's say 2021 they come out with hydrogen 2023 2024 whatever like i could buy everything from the head gasket up and convert my truck to hydrogen yeah assuming they sell like the computer along with it and all that kind of shit but then they also talk about these engines being essentially like the um we uh ash had one the multi-fuel military trucks Mm -hmm. where you could like put anything in there you put vodka you could put (laughs) kerosene gasoline 
like anything, right? And it burns. Mm-hmm. There, there's a video that if you watch their video that's on this page, they talk about that too, where it's like clean diesel, gasoline, um, hydrogen, natural gas, all that. Like you can run all those types of fuel. Well, and the funny thing is, like, you realize they have to have like a spark plug to ignite, right? Yeah. yeah so okay. that to me takes it out of the diesel. Yeah. But it, again, it's an alternative realm, fuel source. It's alternate. Yeah, exactly. But I'd be looking at more of just like the hydrogen or clean diesel mm-hmm. aspect of that. But it's still cool. Mm-hmm. It's still cool to me. It's, those are still cool trucks. Yeah. I like the idea of finding, because I, I, I believe hydrogen is the most abundant. Um, well, it's water. I mean, how do you make distilled water? In the universe. You just boil it? Obviously, not just on the planet, but when you start looking at what elements are out in the universe, hydrogen is the most abundant. Yeah, but you don't even need to capture it as a gas first. You make right. it. Yeah, I mean, so in the so I did also start looking at um, why hydrogen has failed in the past or why people have discounted hydrogen, and there there are some good arguments. And but the listen, the Hindenburg was a one time thing, (laughs) and the Nazis built it, built it. Okay, it was probably (laughs) rushed. (laughs) It was also it it was it was ignited from an actual leak that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you, Corey? Sorry, sales sales guy. What do you think about hydrogen? What do you think about this stuff? I don't know. I, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm not smart no, enough. You're a smart guy. You're a smart guy, though. You're a yeah. smart guy. I I think it's I think it's super cool, and I think it's obviously something that Cummins has put a lot of money into, and they're looking to, um, kind of you know make a splash in the diesel market. Well, they it would it it takes a lot of time and money to get to the point to go this public with it. Well yeah, I like that they're that they're doing this instead of trying to figure out how to make an EV last longer towing. Because yeah. they I think they have the mindset of these these engines that we produce are what was that? Oh, there's a forklift. Oh. We're good. That these engines that they produce are not just going in passenger vehicles, they're going in semi trucks, they're going in, you know, other applications that need to work that are mm-hmm. loaded that that need to be able to not only be reliable but be able to run at an extended period of time instead of these small increments and then have to recharge well also if you think about what, what cummins is sitting there yeah. electric is more crop popular you, you don't buy a cummins truck yeah a truck has a cummins engine in it yeah it would yeah. behoove them to um figure out something yeah change with the times do you want i was their just backs think, against the wall when you think of it they're, they're in a no lose situation 100 percent. but also to it at the same time like i was just i was honestly thinking about this when we were doing our first podcast is i haven't heard cat i haven't heard i heard about detroit mm-hmm. i haven't heard about you know any of those other companies that make engines Freeliner, mercedes yeah. that uh makes you know big truck engines that are that are doing anything mm-hmm. like this which maybe they are, and we just don't know. I don't know. But I think it's pretty cool. So, yeah, the the changes between the fields will, in theory, only change above the head gasket. Keep scrolling down. Uh, I'm not going to try to fucking pronounce that. <laughs> Engine business for Cummins. Uh, let's see. We have designed an advanced optimized combustion chamber for fuel mixing uh, charge motion and turbulence generation that we believe is cr- uh, critical for fast hydrogen combustion to maximize power density and efficiency. It is also important to know that, th- that this combustion system 
will oh, I like that word synergize with our next generation high power density high efficiency natural gas engines which there's a lot of natural gas people freak out about natural gas because of the the avenue to get it what is that fracking right mm -hmm. is that what they use um, but natural gas is one of the the cleanest burning fuels like right now that we have that's the, in big use that is one of the things that also it's a so what I was talking about before as far as like why hydrogen gets a bad rap and why hydrogen maybe hasn't gotten this far yet and mostly is because when the technology as far as being able to make hydrogen fast enough to use it in an engine wasn't necessarily there or as good because everything that had to, I, I, I agree and disagree everything that was up to then was like you had to account for the hydrogen being stored on the vehicle to use it well it is very combustible mm -hmm. so story i mean uh <laughs> again go back to the hindenburg like um but as far as making the hydrogen like i showed you i i told you about that video i watched mm -hmm. i could make hydrogen at home with like five dollars worth of parts right but it's start, the but it it it's you the watch storing that of the hydrogen know, under pressure it. or under liquid. And the, co the cost of getting, <laughs> that, getting that tank to the, to the right pressure to be able to store enough of it to be able to use yeah. costs a lot of money. But if you're constantly making it and have a small enough tank as just like a kind of a, a buffer zone right. that you're using. Well, it's basically, if you if you think about it this way, take let's say your, your engine just ran on air, yeah. but air was not abundantly available. Okay. So you would have to have something on board to either create air pressure or you would have to store enough air at pressure yeah. to supply you till you could sure. resupply with yeah. air at pressure. Think about that for hydrogen. So you would either have some big-ass giant tank. Well, instead of a fuel tank, okay, mm -hmm. fuel tanks are giant. Mm -hmm. I was looking on YouTube on a guy making a hydrogen generator out of like a two-liter bottle mm -hmm. um, or like a water bottle. And it was actually pretty impressive on how much gas was coming out of that little tiny bottle. Could you imagine that in a bigger platform on like a semi truck or even just a regular truck? That whole fuel tank is the generator making the hydrogen, and then you have another tank that's storing it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's highly explosive, and there's another tank that. Well, I think <laughs> the the highly explosive part is what is going to be one of the the big safety issues for them to kind sure, of sure. But over. they also thought when internal combustion engines right. came out internal that they explosion were explosion engines. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so so the I, I think the te I think we have the technology to be able to store hydrogen on a vehicle. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's racks, there's things like that of that nature that uh, that can you know I think make the hurdle, go boom. what I'm really interested to see is how they go about supplying these engines with hydrogen if they decide I, to go the route of just a really really big hydrogen production device I, th I me personally with, I think if they if they had a, a a hydrogen generator that was big enough to supply the smallest possible container to hold it mm -hmm. for use like that would be the best bet Right. So you have this big thing making the hydrogen, but you're only storing it in the smallest possible container possible, you know, that is in the safest yeah. location on the vehicle. A reservoir. A reservoir so that when, the truck is fed off of. Yeah. Let, let's say that you, you can't produce hydrogen when the truck is under 700 RPM or something like that. Yeah. So that you have a small enough reservoir so that when you're at idle, because at idle is at. 600 or 550 or something like that yeah that you can still do that so when you hit the throttle it goes but as soon as it gets above 
It starts pulling. And these are all arbitrary numbers, by yeah, the way, folks. We have no idea what we're yeah. talking about. As soon as it gets above that, it you know now the truck makes enough you know rotational power to supply enough electrical current to get the electrolysis happening. Electrical current too. That is a thing with hydrogen too, because you, I, I, I don't know how much battery you need to create that current, which I think a diesel electric system with their alternators that they have today, mm -hmm. um, especially some of the high output options that are available or dual alternator setups, I think that would be enough. So I the think. when I was um, watching videos as far as the supplemented hydrogen diesel engines, they were stating in the comment section, I started reading through comments. Yeah. Keep in mind, this video is 10 years old. Yeah. So there's, there's comments even up to like less than a year ago on there. People lighten off on this thing. Yeah. Um, I, there was actually, I started looking at the dates of the comments. Like the video came out, there was like two, three years and kind of dead. And then the last like two or three years, it got yeah. really big. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then the last like six months, there's fresh comments on there again. Yeah. Um, but the what they claim in the video and they have the, in the video they have a truck that's been fitted with it. They yeah. show the control system, they show the tank, they show everything. Um, but that it doesn't pull anything more than adding an extra set of headlights. Wow. Okay. So for a diesel supplement, right? Yeah, for so a supplement. It just means yeah. so the truck is not running off just that. Okay. So so, would, so what if for something that you want to run strictly on hydrogen? So what if you have to have put a second alternator on there? Right. Or like two more batteries? Like oh well. Mm -hmm. It's still better than the battery packs that are used that are like the entire freaking width of the body of a, of like a Tesla or mm -hmm. whatever electric car. And then you can't even work on it because you'll freaking kill yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, idea. Hear me out on this one. All right. Okay. So you throw some solar panels on the top of this truck. No. <laughs> Do I have the solar panel guy come by? Have the solar panel people come by your house yeah, yet? Yeah, it's totally not viable for me. Oh, my God. No. This guy had his whole spiel. And I was like, to be honest with you, things a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> I, the guy that came by my house, I told him, I was like, I'll be honest, man. I'm really into solar panels and green energy and whatnot. But I've crunched the numbers because I, I wanted yeah. to do it. I think it's really cool. I wanted to do it. The numbers were not there. No. They, no. they were not even, the, even close. They, well, they'll, they'll sit there and tell you like, oh, well, you know, the government will, sub, you know, they'll pay for it. You know, they'll give you, you know, but you still have to pay <laughs> for all this shit. Yeah. Like all this shit. Like it's. And you don't get to take them with you when you move. No. And guess what? No. You like, they, then they, the guy, I asked the guy, I was like, well, what happens if, you know, because we're planning on moving in less than five years. Yeah. I wouldn't technically have these paid off in five years. Yeah. Uh, so do I keep paying them off for whoever's going to be here? To he's like, no, you would you would roll that into your uh, into the deal with a mortgage. And I yeah, was that's like, like if someone moves from like septic to city, like that cost. Like yeah. some people roll that into your. And then I'm sitting there thinking, like, if I was buying a house and they had a line item in there for for solar, solar panel repayment, I'd be fuck you, man. Yeah, like, no, that, that's like the you first thing off. I take off there. I yeah, I don't want that shit. Like, how much <laughs> is left on there? Yeah, that price is getting deducted. Yeah, yeah. I'm not paying for your debt. Corey, scroll down a little bit more on that because I want to show you the uh, the engine that's on the test stand. <laughs> Look at all that shit. Look at all that shit they got going on there. <laughs> like you could barely make out the engine sitting there and you've got all I, sorts of hoses, man. wiring. I have to assume Obviously, there's like some a, extra sensors on there because it's a test vehicle. 100%. Good Lord. Good Lord. As Here's a 7-3 guy, I am astonished. Here's a, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> right. So, yeah, that, that that's another, you know, another thing. That's a downside. But if we're talking an alternative to electric power, I would go hydrogen 10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. I think that's way cooler. You still get... I wonder if it changes the sound. Like, I want to hear one. The You and I are talking off air on this one, but the, the only sound I've heard, it was from a video. It was about a year old. It was probably a supplemental. No, it was full hydrogen. It was full hydrogen. There okay. was a, a test. It was like a, a turbocharged four-cylinder. I want to say it was a Toyota engine. Well, look at he's right there. These engines look like engines, sound like engines, mm-hmm. and will fit where engines normally fit. So yeah. that's a bunch of just test shit on that picture. Mm-hmm. Good, good so scrolling. Let, let's uh, let's play this out in like a, a little bit of a, a a destiny type thing. It's like if if they let's say they do this and they they have it basically down pat to a science by it's 2022 now. Let's say 2030, it's now down pat. Like, like let's think about when the emission systems came on diesel trucks eight years later. So we're talking like 2015, 16. Yeah. Um, you know they're good they're not the best they're not as good as they are now but they've definitely got it down they yeah. know they know what works and they're like they, the the 2013 cummins of the hydrogen world yeah at that point so 2030 and keep in mind just a little bit past 2013 you you know cummins came out with r28 yeah they're like we've got this crate engine that is able to replace anything you've ever wanted as far as a 4BT goes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Small displacement. They may very well at that point, especially because for all you Ford guys, you guys may have seen this in the the, uh, news or whatnot, but, you know, 7.3 Godzillas are now being sold as crate engines with 10Rs with their own operating system. Yeah. I'll tell you this much. The excursion guys went bonkers because this is the first time, and I I know I'm going to, I know we're getting off a little little off topic on this one. This this is the first time that a... uh, um, Ford transmissions are notoriously, I would say, for the most part, good. Especially you know, four four R's and up. Yeah. You, any of the R transmissions, they have a good reputation. Yeah. Especially once they're built. Once you start getting about the five R's, six R's, and ten R's, those are the ones where like stock. Fuck yeah, bud. Yeah. Sender. Yeah. Um, but that has you know a its own TCM unit, which means it now opens itself up to can you put a ten R in something else? Yeah. We don't know about that yet. But the the possibility is getting a little bit greener now. But let's 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 think about it's twenty thirty now. And let's say emissions restrictions have gotten extremely strict. You know, okay. th- let's let's say more news comes out and they find out like, yeah, you know what? In the next five years, shit has really hit the fan. Shit's gone downhill. We know we still need vehicles, but we have to find a way to clean them up. Cummins is now basically in the forefront of having a retrofit kits for yep. basically any inline six seven cummins and yeah. possibly more yeah and also potentially retrofit kits for or i want to say retrofit kits or crate engine kits like a repower kit for anything yeah if they can take that information and that technology and put it on a six seven what stops them from now putting you know they have an r28 yeah what stops them from making an r28 compatible with that now you got Nothing. A, you know an R two eight. They high have power. the design. They yeah. They yeah. Just a make high it. power R two eight and a low power R two eight for bigger <clears> and smaller <throat> vehicles. And then they basically, you know, they be the only thing they'd be missing is you know they have a six seven, you have a mid range, you know, inline six, so somewhere around a five nine. Yeah. Around there, I mean, it'd behoove them to use a five nine block to work with. It'd be it'd be kind of actually badass if they brought back like a five nine. <laughs> 
If they like, br- <laughs> like we make the same power as a as a six seven, we brought back the five nine, no EGR, yeah. hydrogen power, suck it. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and the the image I immediately get in my head. Take a walk with me here, folks. Okay. The imme- the image I immediately get in my head is if you haven't seen Interstellar. I highly recommend you see it. I love movies like Interstellar. I watch them ten times, and I'll feel like I need to watch them ten more times. I yeah. love that shit. Okay, um, I'll read articles about that movie. I'll read articles about theories on that movie. I love it. I love everything about that type of shit. Yeah. Um, but like, so that I don't remember when that movie takes place, but I know it's in the future, future. Yeah. Not like five, ten years, but like future, future. And he's driving this like dodge ram dually that's just like beat to shit and it's, the, it's like the current model year for when it came out but it's it's just like basically like a 50 wheelies for us now yeah you know it's like this old but so for some reason it's still running yeah um i'm just imagining this like you know but 2030 we've got these like second gens and first gens with hydrogen power <laughs> yeah. out yeah. there just ripping around <laughs> and you've got yeah. these you know ev guys that are like stuck because they can't get any fucking power yeah and get oh oh here here would be the nail in the coffin here's a nail in the coffin <laughs> imagine imagine that electric power is so hard to make at charging stations that they have to add generators that are hydrogen powered yeah yeah and then you've got the cummins fuck boys like me and tyler riding yeah. around in second and third and fourth and fifth gens with <laughs> hydrogen power converted just like yeah. middle fingers up like ha just flowing just flowing beautiful clean as it if it was it's beautiful it's clean it's fantastic h2o coming out of the tailpipe just like <laughs> you want to talk about icing on the cake yeah nipples hard right now a little bit yeah. of back sweat upper butt crack Crack yeah. sweat coming back into play here like oh. I told you the whole time we had the answer. Yeah, yeah. Well I'll tell you Ooh. what, I'll tell you what, with your whole with your whole comment there, the the imagine we're in twenty thirty. I I don't know about you, but I wouldn't take and I don't think any manufacturer should take this seriously as far as like we need to like things are so things are so bad that we alone have to make the difference bullshit every other china is a huge huge china's bigger than the u.s yes then there's india there's all these other countries that don't give a shit yeah they don't give a shit they're they're take your trash out of your pocket throw it in the river screw it yeah like where are you dumping your oil on the ground <laughs> Not even, not even a hole. No, just right there around. on the top of the ground. Mm. Where, where are you uh, recharging your AC at? Well, well, you dump it in the air, yeah. and then we recharge. <laughs> like all these other countries, unless every single per, unless all of them are on board for something, that's the only way that anything is going to change. As far as, again, I'm kind of skeptical when it comes mm-hmm. to this climate. Even though I'm sitting in a hot ass fucking room right now, mm. but this weather isn't anything different than what we've had in the past. We get into the hundreds. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. So unless these other countries, I don't think we as an American country need to stop production of our diesel engines or our gasoline engines that are relatively efficient 
especially with all these emission systems that are on these vehicles now that we need to change anything until those countries that are the highest emitting countries change like that's the only way that mm -hmm. i can take it seriously because for one country to just change everything and to revamp the entire you know american freaking society on electric or other alternative fuel vehicles like i won't i i just can't i just can't take it seriously because it's a it, it's it's like uh like we got me and you we're both like we're both doing something bad but i only get yelled at for it and i change but you're still doing the bad thing and you get away with it mm -hmm. and you can just keep on doing the bad thing like that doesn't make sense to me that mm -hmm. will never make sense to me because those countries those like especially china like that is such a highly congested like there's so many people there's you know it, it's a it's a it's a thick boy <laughs> it's a thick boy country <laughs> right so like they're they're not going to change why why would they they don't have any incentive to be yeah. cleaner why what do they care well and when you start thinking about like trickle down stuff yeah. so when you see these videos of people in third world countries still using you know 70s and 80s diesel trucks yeah the only way they're going to stop using those is if there's a more cost effective just as reliable just as as robust platform that they're using to continue doing what they're doing yeah and the main reason they're using them right now is because they can still find parts for them or mm -hmm. they can still make parts for them yeah and there isn't again a, a cost effective solution so yeah. even if we have a retrofit kit some guy who knows that his truck breaks down once a month and he has to spend the U.S. equivalent of $800 to fix it. Yeah. As opposed to a $30,000 retrofit kit. He's not going to do the retrofit kit. Yeah. That guy isn't going to start running a hydrogen engine no. until the technology is 45 years old. Yes. And he can, you know. Where it makes it's, sense. It's, it's trickle. Where it makes sense. Well, that, but it's the trickle down thing. Yeah. Like if, if, if it made sense for them to all run nice new equipment, financially they would or if they could get their hands on it yeah they would yeah but they can't it's so not gonna won't. happen it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen all this all this bullshit talk about about you know be you know doing cleaner energy and that like it's only a certain group of people that are doing that mm -hmm. that are affecting so many industries and so many people that they don't even that they, they, they don't even talk to. They don't even realize that even exists. Like, tell me, the, you know, the last time some, you know, liberal, real, like, hard-in-the-paint freaking environmentalist has actually talked to a truck driver. Yeah. It doesn't happen. No. It doesn't happen because they don't want to be questioned on their, you know, because they have the, you know, they, they're the, the higher-up. They have the the knowledge and they they know what's going yeah. they just it, it it no it's bullshit it's bullshit we're we're diesel guys we know what works and unless you come up with something that works in the same plane or better than what we already have mm -hmm. you ain't changing my mind no yeah if you this is the only way that i would change my mind in electric vehicles if someone told me if someone told me tomorrow that you could have your same size truck, okay, same horsepower, or more horsepower, more torque, but I can get you 200 more miles per 
charge, which would be the equivalent of per tank every time reliably. Mm-hmm. Then I would look at it as, okay, that is an alternative option that could possibly be beneficial. But they're not even close. No. I fill my truck up. I have an 800-mile range. Yeah. 800, 800 miles. I believe I saw a post by Illumina Duties that said uh, the the lightning pulled a trailer. Yeah. How long? 85 miles. Okay. That is complete and utter bullshit. Actually, I don't know if it was a lightning, but it, it was like it doesn't, an, an electric. But it doesn't matter. But they don't even, even the big engines that they're talking about are like 200 tops miles. Like yeah. that's nothing. That is nothing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't fix any problems. That slows down everything. Well, like and, where you, you expect me to stop after 200 miles and have to sit there and charge for overnight or whatever, however long it freaking takes. And then I can only go another 200 miles. Like, th- that, that is bullshit to me. Whereas a, a diesel truck can go 800 miles. Like, I was going to use my truck as an example. I can go 800 miles on a tank. Like, <laughs> you can't beat that. Like, I could go... S- by the time you are empty, charged, three times... It would take three times. Yeah. <laughs> Full... Empty charge, full empty charge, full empty charge, full empty charge. Now you're there. Four days. <laughs> I made it there in one. Well, and also think, think <laughs> one about it, Think about how you know. Let's say you could charge in thirty minutes, forty-five so, minutes. So I, I did watch a video from because I could fill my tank up in about fifteen in about fifteen seconds. No, not fifteen, but I in about say, five minutes. I could know, fill my I tank. I would say for a, for a fuel stop on your truck with what you're doing, from the time you exit the freeway to getting on, if you're truly just filling up, yep, twenty minutes, tops, tops. And I'm talking like tops. That, that's going to the gas station, taking a piss, and grabbing a drink and a bite to eat. Yeah, that's. Well, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say that. When I, I'm talking like literally, once you once your tires leave the freeway. Yeah. So sitting at the stoplight, the turn, finding a pump, scanning your card. The act sure. of actual filling up. 20 minutes. 20 minutes yeah. until yeah. your tires are back on the freeway where yeah, you're left. Yeah, 20 off. minutes. 20 minutes. Yep. And then I can go another 800. Another 800. So the, I, I watched a video from, I can't remember the name of the channel, but I'm sure we've all seen him because he comes up on Facebook a lot. Um, but he did a a long road trip from East Coast to West Coast in a, in a, uh, in a Tesla. Oh. Um, and he documented, you know, he actually he's one of those guys that just like he does I, I, I gotta make sure I find who he is cause he does really good like whiteboard stuff and talks about yeah turbochargers brakes uh how much fuel you use at idle like the, the, I wanna say it's like real engineering rear mechanics or something like that um and he documented his trip from east coast to west coast even I'm talking like how much his gear weighed yeah um and he always wanted to have you know between fuel between Phillips for his Tesla, he was wanting to have a minimum 15%, you know, buffer zone with a battery left and whatnot. Sure. And he literally documented, like, I stopped here. I was on the charger this long. I got back on the road. I went this far. I was on the charger this long. We did this. We did this. We did this. We did this. And it was basically an average of about 200 miles or so every time he was stopping. And he was usually there for about, I'd say, I think the average he saw was like 30 to 60 minutes. Yeah. And that's with like uh, using the supercharger feature on a Tesla, sure. which if you if you've never seen a Tesla supercharge, it's like 
It's like out of the movie. Like you plug it in, you can watch the battery. Be like, sure. But that's also he's not towing anything. Right. It's just a passenger vehicle. It was him, a person, and all of their. Let me ask you this. What what do you think? What piece of technology right now has the best battery? <coughs> I'm kind of I'm split. Okay, <coughs> I'm a little split because you hear a lot about Teslas basically being worth zero because when you replace the battery, it totals the vehicle because yeah. it's, it's the cost of the battery plus the labor to put it in ends up being more than the current value of the vehicle since yep. the battery's dead. Right. So my next next first thing is always Prius, uh, and it's maybe because a little bit because I I worked at Toyota when Priuses were out. Okay, um, let me let me rephrase the question. Mm-hmm. What electronic that you use daily you think has the best battery oh i would hope my phone does well they fucking suck yeah i know <laughs> they're shit they're shit i'll tell you guys my <laughs> wife has like a new way newer iphone than i do and her battery lasts like freaking four hours that is bullshit here's how crappy the battery is on my phone now so i have i have an iphone x guys it's about five years old okay and i know it's old and i'm not one of those guys that like always always battery zero to 100 yeah. oh, i i if it if um if I'm sitting it's plugged in if I'm not it's unplugged yeah like, I, that's how I am with that kind of stuff um my I was making um some videos for the uh for our Instagram <laughs> page I first off I overheated my phone twice yeah and drained the battery once yeah just making videos in the for, heat for about three hours and I had to I literally oh, had stops. to put, put my phone in the fridge twenty eight charging stops this is a uh, Rivian. Towing. Rivian, okay. First time I saw a Rivian actually in the wild was getting loaded onto a trailer. Yeah. This is a Rivian <laughs> towing a Mustang and how many stops it had to make along the way. Good well, so what's God. the what's the average distance it would make with towing? 100 to 120. Miles? Yeah. Bullshit. That is shit. That is terrible. That is, that is you might as well walk. Yeah. You might as well get behind that Mustang and just push the shit. Right? <laughs> like that is it, it's just it just doesn't make any sense it's just stupid what if you're going through instead of this little route he took which obviously was planned out because they probably oh, no, they have it, charging yeah, spots 28 stops okay what if you went up through nebraska s- and slightly in fucking south dakota and utah and nevada no he, he did slightly less than 100 miles between charging stops that is complete and utter bullshit that does not work for anybody i do that in a weekend one trip going camping and i'm towing heavier than a freaking mustang and he oh, okay put this on for size here so 28 charging stops <laughs> Over 2,700 miles. So quick math there does. If you're going 100 miles an hour, that means... Which you're not on Which those. you're not, obviously, but it's basically... It's it's a stop every 100 miles. Less that's, than 100 that's, miles. That's okay. absolute and utter junk. He, but he was going... this That trip must have taken him... So freaking long. So long. <laughs> Whereas a diesel guy, like, that is done in an afternoon. Like yeah. That. Like, basically, because I see he's in San Diego right there, right? Yeah. Right? So let's say you even just have a a freaking let's say you're in Tyler's truck 800 miles. You're going from San Diego basically to about New Mexico. Yeah, fueling up, fueling up, and going then, to maybe uh, to like the bottom corner of Missouri. Filling no, up again. you're not getting all the way through Texas. Texas is fucking huge. Yeah, but it's there's, it's just flat. Yeah, you're not going through any mountain ranges. Let's say you get to the middle of Texas and fill up again, like you. <laughs> 
I, that look, the, <laughs> of course, they probably don't even say how long it took them. Okay, so every 100 miles would take an hour to an hour and a half, and then charging would take another hour. So total, char total charging time is 28 hours. A day wasted sitting at a shitty bank, gas station, wherever the hell the charging station. They're in the weirdest freaking spots, by the way. Charging stations, have you noticed that? Yeah. Weirdest spots. Like, I roll up to my bank. Uh, they just opened up a Washington State Employees Credit Union on Francis. Mm -hmm. There's a charging station there. I'm like, that's weird. Well, that's a weird I, spot. I, the I bank. guarantee they get, they get a uh, tax rebate. There's the two that I know of are at banks. I've never seen a charging station at a gas station. <laughs> well, I, I guarantee you a... <laughs> like, a, Maverick a, needs to, like, install charging stations if this is going to be a big thing, because Maverick actually has a nice little food court little area. Yeah. I like Maverick gas stations, actually. I do like Maverick. <laughs> yeah. oh, all right. Well, we're getting we're getting close to an hour. I didn't think this one would take that long. So, uh, getting kind of fired up, getting all sweaty. It does get me fired up. Alternative yeah. fuel sources, hydrogen. I think it's really cool. Um, I, I am definitely... Uh, as far as like my immediate fixation, I am immediately fixated on the hydrogen uh, supplemental to diesel. Yeah, anything you if you tell me there's something that's highly explosive that I'm running through my engine, Damn. hell yeah. Like, let's do it. Well, and the other thing <laughs> makes me think too, like, how many people run nitrous oxide on their trucks yeah. or have nitrous oxide tanks? Yeah. I know we have this, you know, obviously it can blow up, but. Do we have uh, the same stigma about that as a hydrogen tank? No. No. I don't yeah, nothing. Hmm. We were gonna talk about this. We'll talk we'll save this for we'll save that one yeah. for our next episode. All right, so I hesitate. I I don't hesitate. I know the comment section is gonna be freaking lit on this one. I hope so. If there's anybody for some reason listening to this podcast that actually is a hydrogen expert. A hydrogen expert, <laughs> a medium, higher level, even a low level that can get us into the hands of a medium high level person at, at Cummins or at anybody that has a that has been on a team that had a failed hydrogen. I'm not, I'm not telling, saying failed, like explode and kill everybody, but like... Someone you, was playing with it. Like you guys went through the numbers and found out this or, or something like that. I want to know. I feel like this is one of those things where it's, it's real, it's happening, but nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. Like Diesel Army and Artie, cheers to you guys yeah, for making seriously. that happen. But like no one's freaking talking about it. And that, that article is July 27th. Today yeah. is July 27th. Oh no, that's the spy no. vehicle. What's that? What was the hydrogen hydrogen article? That was uh, two days ago. I don't know if that actually the came 25th. out then, but oh, I'm gonna scroll up here. Let's see if I'm right. It was at the top of the deal. Fifteen. July fifteenth. Wow, I was yeah, late. Twelve days ago. Yeah. So I I think this is something that definitely deserves some attention, some research, um, and I would like our valued listeners because there are a lot of perspectives of people that listen yeah. to this podcast a lot of good perspectives good perspectives smart a lot yeah. of you guys are smart you guys are probably smarter than us and and i am a two heads are better than one type guy you know everybody has a different spin on things everybody has a different thought about things people more thought out on certain stuff than i am uh, i want to hear about it i think we should yeah. get this discussion lit i think we should make enough noise to where someone feels the need or the want to talk to us yeah that would sure. be freaking awesome hell yeah so that's going to about yeah. wrap this one up, guys. This is probably one of my favorite ones we've done about being on the ball and progressive, and I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, we're progressive. Progressive. <laughs> Not in the way you think, though. Not in the way you think. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
Bye. Well, go ahead, Tyler. Finish no, this one. That's it. That's all I got. Go for it. Thanks for listening. You got it. Stay classy. Stay classy. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.